Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Ben. I should I shouldn't just be yelling right off the hop. What are we gonna talk about today? I'll tell you what. We're gonna talk about hot French nannies and uh the fact that I got a new parking spot. I'm not gonna talk much about that, because that's that's pretty boring. Got a new parking spot, right? You know what though? It's not that boring because I wanna fight the guy who was in my old he was my old parking spot neighbor. That's the whole reason I have a new parking spot. But you know what? I should thank him. Instead of fighting him to the death, I should thank him because our new parking spot is amazing. And for those of you who don't listen to the podcast on a regular basis, I record this fucking thing out of my Prius because I'm one of those guys. Record it in the basement garage, parking garage of my apartment building in Toronto, Canada. And I record it out of this car because I got a baby upstairs who never shuts his fucking mouth. No, he's a lovely baby. I just said that. Just, I felt like it was a crescendo. The sentence needed to end strongly, you know? But I have a baby who I, do, who I don't want to disturb. I'm the one who yells. He's always like, dude, chill out. What in the fuck? And we're also going to talk about that baby and his love of rage against the machine and rage against the machine in general. Guys, my God. Okay, I'll just finish the thing about the parking spot, which I said I wasn't going to talk about. It's just I, I finally see the guy after wanting to see him for months and months just so I can have a little little tete-a-tete, little chat with the guy to say, hey, man, I got a baby. Is there any way you could give me a smidge of space? Because he's my parking neighbor, and, he, and I'm up against a fucking wall, and he never does it. And he's got like a mountain of space anyway. So now... I got the wife in the car. I got the baby in the back seat. And uh, we see the fucking guy. And he's like a 20-year-old guy. Of course. Oh, the kids today. These goddamn millennials. Is he a millennial? I don't know. 20 years old. Piece of shit. That's what I say. And he's fucking... Anyway, and I and I, I say to my wife, should I say something? And I'm like, nah, I'll let it go. And then she's like, yeah, well, he should know, though, for the next person. I'm like, oh, is that my wife calling me out? saying you should go fight a guy. But I doubt she'd do that because she knows I have the bone disease, right? I'm pretty sure she knows. I talk about it, I think, nonstop. So um, that's the thing, man. Maybe I started to, I started to actually be, like, I didn't, I didn't talk to him, all right? Because, you know, just let it go, guys. Let it go. Like that fucking song from Moana. Is it Moana? No, Frozen. Frozen, let it go. I hated that Frozen. I uh, I watched it uh, because my sister's daughter was watching it one day, and we were stuck at their place. And uh, this fucking Frozen, man, that's, that sucks. It just sucks. I don't know. Maybe it's different if you're a girl, but uh, but I watched Moana, you know, also starring a strong female lead. Moana was good. Oh, I've encountered the first problem of my new good parking spot. There is more activity here because I'm in a prime area. More people to see me recording a podcast in my car thinking I'm a stupid douchebag. Well, folks, you're right. All right? So the point is, I think perhaps having a debilitating bone disorder, and it's not debilitating. It might be in the future, but right now, right now it's just the thing that you should be careful you know, if you got, I have, I have, uh, thin bones, got the osteoporosis and, uh, if you know, 
maybe if I fall, I might break something. You know, so probably not the best idea to get into the old fisticuffs. You know, so if I go over to tell a guy, no matter how polite I am, you never know who's a total psycho. And then my blood gets up, his blood gets up, all of a sudden we're in a fight. And he probably thinks, oh, we're just in a regular fight. But in my brain, I'm like, I better, I better bite him in the throat because, you know, I could die. And he doesn't know that I'm in this life or death situation. So he's just expecting maybe a punch in the ribs, you know, maybe, maybe a sock to the jaw, you know, just a, just a regular old fight. But I'm thinking, oh, if something happens to me, I'm fucked. So let's just go for the jugular, you know. If there's, there's a weapon by, grab a crowbar, stick it right in the old balls. And he'd be like, Jesus Christ, where'd that come from? And I'm like, I'm fighting for my life here, buddy. So, all that to be said, I didn't fight him or speak to him. And uh, you know what? That's The thing is, that's for the best, isn't it? You know, sometimes you got to be Batman. Sometimes you got to, you know, fight for justice. But you got to pick your battles. This is a 20-year-old who doesn't know how to drive very well, so he parks poorly in his parking spot. And um, I have a better parking spot now, so there's no reason for this to escalate. And I started to think about it. When you have something like I have, maybe it makes you a better person because you do have to weigh your words much more carefully. You know, you're walking around, you know, just on the brink of, of accidents and, you know, debilitating breaks. So you just, you got to watch yourself. I, you know, I found the same thing when I was in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles, California for three years. And um, you talk about lack of road rage. My goodness gracious. I was so polite on that fucking Highway 101. So polite. Please, sir, no, go ahead and merge. Merge. Everybody merge. That's Brian Regan. Merge. And um, because I was thinking, there's people with handguns in their glove box. And I was right. There were people with handguns in their glove box. And you're extra polite around that. Whereas, like, when I'm home in Newfoundland, you know, Canada, where nobody has a gun, I'm like flipping the bird to everyone like, fuck you, fuck you, buddy. Cutting people off in traffic, you know, sticking the old finger out the window. And what are you going to do about it? Go fuck yourself. Well, I used that's what I used to do back before I realized I had no bones. So the gun thing is like the like the bones thing. You know, you're just a little bit nicer about it. And then before you go, let's say you're you're a pro gun person and you're before you go Say, hey, Mark, you just proved why people should have guns because it makes people more polite. No, it makes people without guns more polite. But people with guns, conversely, if you if you use that logic, are probably even more aggressive, you know, because they're like, I got a fucking gun. It's the opposite. It's like they have steel bones. They're like they're like Wolverine. They have titanium bones. So. They're willing to get into a scrap with the Incredible Hulk. They don't give a flying fuck, right? Is that nerdy enough for you guys out there? Hey, speaking of nerds, I found out Nick the Bodybuilder's a nerd. I'm going to call him Nerd the Bodybuilder from now on. That's another point of news I have. This is related to the French nannies, all right? Is uh, I went to the gym, and 
I met up with Nick the Bodybuilder, and a long time listeners to the podcast. You, you know, you haven't heard a lot about the about the gym bros, the brothers in muscular arms. But uh, that's because I can't go to the gym. I am taking care of a baby early in the day, like nine to five, and then at night I try to go out to shows and shit like that. So I'm not going to the gym. I'm not seeing the boys. And I don't know if you know this, but I have a debilitating bone disease. So I should be going to the gym. I really should be going to the gym. The doctors are like, hey, you make sure you go to the gym. I'm like, oh, you got it. Every fucking day, not doing it. So you got to take care of yourself, you know? See, this is where the French nanny comes in. Well, I'll get back to Nick being a nerd in a minute, but this is where the French nanny comes in. Is um, My wife is insistent that I should go back to the gym. She's saying it's for the bones. I think... It's because she is like, you look like shit. You look, why don't you stop looking like shit? How about that? Let's hire some help for the baby so that you can uh, not be such a fat asshole. Huh? So she starts saying we should get some help for the baby. Now, I am still not necessarily for this. But uh, it's starting to make a little sense because here's the thing. It'll just be three times a week. Two hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I can go to the gym during those three sessions of babysitting. And it's not so bad, right? If, if Sam gets used to the person, but still, I'm like, what if she tries to steal him? You know? Is that, does that make me crazy? I don't think it makes me crazy. I think that's a natural thought. In fact, and if it's not a natural thought, it should be a natural thought. You just... Who wants, who's coming in to take care of the baby? Why, what, what are your motives? Well, I'd like some money. Are you sure that's all you'd like? He's an adorable baby boy. White, that, that's a lot of money on the black market. I'll tell you what. So, my wife knows someone who hired a French nanny, like from France. Uh, my wife speaks France French. There's, a, there's Canadian French, and then there's France French. It's a bit like how I speak English, but people in England also speak English. But they're like, hello, governor. The top of the morning to you. What? what? I think that, is that Irish? Throw another shrimp on the barbie, right? British. So um, they they have different accents. And my wife, since she grew up speaking France French, she wants somebody who speaks that to the baby if we're going to have a babysitter. So she went, since she has a friend who did hire one of these French nannies, that French nanny was like, oh, this is the website that you go to, and uh, there's all these uh, students on there. They're over doing exchange programs. They're doing whatever. They're usually looking for part-time work, blah, blah, blah. So we, so Sarah puts out, that's my wife, she puts out um, a little call to action. Who wants to babysit the world's greatest baby? And um, a bunch of people jump on it. All ladies, of course. And uh, let me tell you something, all right? If you think that men and women are the same and that everything is it's just just look at stop looking at say the the um, negatives right now for a second that women face obviously there's tons of them but there are very big differences between the sexes is all I'm, is, is all I'm saying think about if you have a baby and someone is coming over to take care of that baby you're not hiring a man. Almost for sure. I mean, and that that in itself, that's it's it's a shame 
it's sexist. Uh, there are guys out there who want to be nannies, and they, they want to take care of children because they simply enjoy taking care of children. And uh, fuck you guys. You know, you guys, I'm sorry, but also the, the pedophiles in the world are almost all men. Almost every one of them is a man. And so, you know, you can say what you want about how the sexes are equal and blah, blah. One way they're not equal and the women win and they're supposed to win is that you guys get to babysit children because men cannot be trusted. And it made me start thinking about, you know, like a lot of a lot of uh, stuff is going around these days about uh, there's been men in power enough. The world is fucked up. Uh, it's time to give women a shot. And then you have all these studies saying that it really it makes no difference. Men and women, they're the same once they get a certain amount of power, et cetera, et cetera. But I got to say, I don't know, right? If all the serial killers are men and all the pedophiles are men, you know, maybe we're all fucked up. I, and I don't mean all of us, but I mean, if, if, if there's a section of us men out there who I, I don't like saying us. All right, because it sounds like I'm including myself in this category. If there is a section of men out there that uh, do this shit and women just don't do that sick shit. And yes, once in a while, I'm sure there's female abusers of children in terms of sexual. It does happen. Right. There are women serial killers. You guys, it does. happen, But it's super, super rare. Like, to the point where I just, I would never consider, and with good reason, I would never consider letting some man take care of of my little boy. It's just, the, the upside of trusting the guy is not worth the potential downside. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, well, chances are he won't be a pedophile, but if he is, right? I mean, that's not good. So anyway, it just made me... It's, I, I want to maybe talk about this stuff on stage, but do you know what I don't want to do? I don't want I don't want to be one of those fucking guys who's like, guys, it's women, yay, women. Like, I hate when the comedians... And I don't mind saying yay, women, but I'm just saying I hate when comedians are pandering. Like, they'll get up on stage, like male comedians, and they'll talk about, oh, no, you ladies... Ladies are the best, man. No, I fucking mean it, man. Because men would blah. And they, they just, they get the women to applaud. And of course, the guys in the audience have to go with it. Even though it's just, what, it's just such disgusting. Like, I'm, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff to try to get women clapping and on my side. And it's just gross, you know? But I do, I do maybe want to talk about what I just said. And the fact that maybe, maybe women should be given more control over everything. You know, I don't know how you just do it, just hand the reins over to for almost every country to a woman. But see, the thing is, it's got to be the right type of woman, right? Maybe that's half the problem. Like, people are saying they don't let women get enough power, but maybe because women aren't, a lot of the women aren't as big of an asshole as men, and they're not, they don't got that same crazy power-hungry thing, that the, the women who are good women, they're like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. But the women who are assholes, who act just like asshole men, because that's what a lot of people say. say, once a woman gets in power, she acts just like an asshole man acts in power. So there's no difference. But see, the thing is, I think it's not necessarily men or women. It's just the type of person who's drawn to that type of power. Am I right? Can I get an amen? 
No one in the parking garage just gave me an amen. That's fine. But, uh, you know, the women, if, if they're in charge and they're just acting just like asshole men, who gives a shit? So you need to get people. You basically, what we need to do is is go around and take women, grab the women. No, don't grab the women. You, that's, you metaphorically grab the women. You, you, and you tell them, you are now the, the president of the United States. Uh, you, right there, running the grocery store. You, you are in charge of Zimbabwe now. And she'd be like, I don't want to do that. That's exactly why you're in charge. Now get out there and stop wars. You know? It's just, it's like, that's what politics should be. Maybe I should take the men and women out of it and just say, we should be giving it to people who don't want to do it. And you know, people who are like, oh, no, that's gross. That's for assholes. I don't want to, I don't want any part of that. The fame mongering and the power. No, no, thank you. You go, yep, well, you're in charge. But I want to run my comic book store. Too bad. Too bad. You just you figure out how to fix unemployment. You know, maybe we just need something like that. Anyway, well, let's get back on track. Back on track. So Sarah goes on this forum to uh to look for a nanny of some kind. And a bunch of people write back, but they are students. And uh, Sarah's friend who had gotten the student, she was a mature student. She was like 35. So, you know, that's different. So I was kind of thinking it would be something like that. But it wasn't that. No, sir. It was a pile of 20-year-olds. 20-year-old French ladies who were uh, not unattractive. It is... Like, you talk about the difference between men and women. All right? I, uh... I don't want them around, the the attractive ladies. No, thank you. I mean, I'm not going to do anything, but I don't need my biology just kicking me in the brain, going, hey, check out that. Don't you want to look at that? I'm like, of course I do, brain. So let's not have her in my apartment. And you know how the ladies get with successful older men. Oh, my God, they swoon? <laughs> That's the thing. I probably have nothing to worry about because a young lady who comes into uh, our lives, she will quickly see that uh, if she wants, you know, a better life, if she wants to uh, join a family, she's going to have to marry Sarah, not me. If she wants the good one in the relationship, the one who can give her a nice life, the one who can give her security, you know, can pay the bills, you know, understands things like mortgages and accounting. Yeah, some, somebody who doesn't uh, play video games at 2 o'clock in the morning. She's going to want to marry Sarah. Maybe that's what will happen. Oh, man, wouldn't that be weird? What a twist. We hire a hot 20-year-old French lady, and uh, she ends up running away with Sarah and the baby. Let me tell you something. I'd get that baby. I'd fight the custody. Hey, there's another difference between men and women right there. I would not get custody. There's almost no way I would get custody of Sam. Like, no matter what happens. Have you you ever looked into that? My God. I actually, I watched a documentary. Well, I watched as much as I could of a documentary about uh, men's rights Oh, Jesus Christ. I went down this weird rabbit hole. I don't know if you listened to the last podcast, 
But I went down this weird rabbit hole of like, I, I was just hating Hollywood so much for being these fucking just ah, shallow, vapid, pretending they care about the women's cause while in fact just using it for their own gain. You know, there's, you know, you know, people, you know how they are. You know, and the real victims, things aren't getting better for a lot of them. Uh, they're they're being basically silenced yet again. Do you know what I mean? So, there you go. I was just, eh. So I started, um, I don't know what I was reading, but it was something about that. I was kind of trying to find somebody who could articulate it better than me about what's going on. And I start, of course, you're going blog to blog to blog, and then you're just getting further and further down. And there's this one lady who wrote a blog about how she hates all men, including her own two sons, and uh, they're all they're all um, rapists and, like, just fucking crazy shit. And one of her sons is suicidal, and we know that because she writes about it in her blogs. So he's like 16 years old, he's suicidal, and she's writing about how he's a he, he's a potential rapist. And like, it's fucking... So, luckily, there is a thousand people who comment on this lady's um, blog because it get picked up by, I don't know, a couple of fucking newspapers. Irresponsible newspapers printing this shit from this crazy lady. You know, no matter what you want to say about the men and women of today. Like that is just shitty. You're just a shitty person to be trying to use your your boys as fucking uh a way to get fame. And one of them you admit is suicidal and you're publicly humiliating him. And to the where he says you are publicly humiliating me. Please stop. And she then she writes that for fuck's sake. What a piece of shit. Anyway, so I'm reading that and then I'm reading all these comments where people are just tearing her apart, saying you're disgusting. Here's what's wrong with you. Um, people like you are you, you you give feminism a bad name. Like a lot of ladies saying this shit. And I'm like, yeah, go, ladies, fucking get her because somebody needs to say something. And then so this other person writes a like a lengthy article about the damage something like this would do. So I'm reading that lady's article and I'm like, yes, yeah, thank you. I'm glad somebody is trying to stop this lunatic. And then she says, luckily, there's this is she was saying, this is the type of feminism that I think has been damaging. And luckily, some stuff is coming out these days, like this great documentary, The Red Pill, which explains blah, 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 and how it should be. Um, we should really look at the world. And then and then I noticed that the person writing the article is a Fox News contributor. And I'm like, oh, uh, what documentary is she recommending? Well, I've already red flags are up. Red flags are up. But. Listen, I like I've been saying on the last few podcasts, I'm trying to go more down the center. I'm trying to understand other people's points of view so we can come together and form some sensible, you know, uh, communication. Just sensible communication between people so that things don't get so fucking extreme. So that you don't have these, the like this crazy liberal sect that is you where, where you can't even make a joke about anything. And then on the other side, you got a bunch of uh, right-wing... Nut jobs who say if you don't love Jesus, you need to be killed. You know, like, you just can, can we not get somewhere normal, everybody? So um, I check out this red pill thing. It, it basically has no reviews. And I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know. So we start watching it, and me and the wife, and immediately, immediately we realize that this is a uh, men's rights propaganda film. And I look it up, and sure enough, 
Um, it was literally sponsored, but they they were clever because they they have it in a documentary style that this woman who calls herself a feminist she went to do a documentary on how the men's rights movement should be stopped. And then upon speaking to the people, she started to come to the realization that there were a lot of valid points and blah, blah. But of course, it's all fucking bullshit. You know, it's just the men's rights hired this lady who, oh man, you talk about selling out your gender. Jesus H. Christ, right? Anyway, so uh, after a while, it was just the way they were trying to do it is the way that everybody tries to sway people these days with that fucking anecdotal shit where they'll, so they, they took out this is how I got on this topic. Man, I'm fucking staying on topic today, guys. Woo! I took my brain juice today. I did. I've been drinking a lot of water. Drink a lot of water like Tom Brady. It'll keep your brain functioning. Fucking Tom Brady. Am I right, guys? Anyway, back to the matter at hand. So, just as, as I'm bragging about my brain juice, total brain fart. Total don't know where I am or what I'm talking about, right? Red pill, da-da-da-da, uh, lady was saying... Jesus Christ, I've lost it. Oh, it's too bad. It's too bad. I got too cocky. Never get too cocky, guys. It'll always take you down. Hold on a second. I'll get it. Right. They were using anecdotal evidence in this red, uh, anecdotal stories, you know, just like taking one snapshot of somebody's life and then like you extrapolate it to, uh, to try to prove some kind of point. You know, so what they were using is uh, a guy trying to get custody of one of his kids. And of course, the guy deserved custody of his kid and the lady he was with was a whack job. And uh, But yet, the courts, of course, ruled in her favor because that does happen a lot. And uh, a lot of the reasons it, it's the, the ruled in the lady's favor is because the lady probably should be taking care of the kid in a lot of cases. But there are some where the guy really deserves his child and um, the courts are like, ah, go fuck yourself. Guys, you wouldn't believe it. I fucking saw the guy again. After not seeing him for, what, like six months? Now I see him twice in two days. And this time, he was here with his girlfriend. They both, they they walked into the parking garage. They saw me in the car, I think recording my podcast, making me lose even less credibility. And uh, went to the car. They got something out of the car. And then the two of them walked back, staring at me again. I still didn't say anything. I think maybe in that case it's even worse, right? He's there with his girlfriend. They they seem nice. They seem nice. Let's just chalk it up to a kid who can't drive, right? Isn't that the best thing to do, guys? Oh, I just... What is it? Is, is part of me mad at myself? Am I mad that I feel like I can't do anything about it? Or am I mad that I didn't do anything about it? Or... I don't, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Let's say I was totally healthy. Should I try to pick a fight with a person? You know, I'm pretty sure the answer is no, right? See, the thing is, here's the situation, right? If you, if there's something small that has annoyed you, you're definitely in the right. The guy is fucking being rude as a cunt. Just not parking in his own goddamn spot. Taking up two spots, basically. Obviously, that person's an inconsiderate piece of shit. But the thing is, if you overreact to it, let's say I fight him and I beat the shit out of him, let's say. Let's just say that. I'm a healthy person and I beat the shit out of him. Does that, you know, 
then I'm in the wrong. Even though I was right at the beginning, the way I reacted to it, people were like, Jesus Christ, is just a parking spot? What's wrong with you? He had his whole life ahead of him. He was 20 years old. Now he's breathing through a tube. Right? Because fucking I fight dirty. No, it's better. Better to just let that shit go. As I'm older, as I get older, I am able to let it go more in life. But I'm still not able to totally let, like, I don't forget about it. You know, it bubbles under the surface. And then I start to feel a little bit like, yeah, you fucking should have said something. You should have said something. Who cares? Who cares about your bones? Fucking, you can, you can do it anyway. You can take them anyway. What kind of lot? What kind of thought is that you can take them? This why women should be in charge. Am I right, ladies? Can I get some applause? Cause you guys are the best, and we're the worst. Oh, pandering. That's the thing, right? I don't want to pander. I do want to bring these points up. Not, not the thing about the parking spot. That's fucking stupid. But um, I want to talk about the fact that maybe the world does need to change a little bit. Women, women should be getting it. You can't you can't do it. Can't do it. You'll just be lo- you'll just be looked at like an idiot. Even the ladies will be like, "What are you trying to do? You're just trying to get us on your side, you hack." That's what they'll say. Anyway, although I think that there is a possible bit there about that getting someone into politics who doesn't want to do it. Maybe there's some stuff there. I'll try to find it because I got all these shows coming up in Ottawa next week. I'm at the Absolute Comedy Club in Ottawa. Here's a little plug for you. If you're in the Ottawa area. Uh, January 30th to whatever, a full week, like till February 4th or 5th. I'm at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa on Preston Street. Go to absolutecomedy.ca, get your tickets. Going fast. They are actually going pretty fast, which doesn't have a lot to do with me. I wish it did, but it's fucking, it's a popular club. So I like playing it, but uh, it'd be nice if it was sold out on account of my genius. As opposed to just it's always sold out. But whatever. I'll take it. I'll pretend. I'll pretend it's mine. You guys will know the difference. But not the rest of the world won't. When I Instagram that out, they won't have a fucking clue. Anyway, this anecdotal evidence shit that people are getting on with. So the guy loses custody of his kid. It's a sad story. And then they use that in the documentary as proof that women have more rights than men and men are actually the ones persecuted. And they say men do all the dangerous jobs. Men get killed. Like the majority of, of uh, deaths in the war, they, they're like 98% of people who die in the war are men or something they were saying or some shit. Maybe it was 90%. I don't know. My wife says I make up stats all the time. I probably do. But it is something like at least 90% of all the people who died in war are men all the people who die in construction jobs are men etc etc and um but that's it's it's a dumb argument i think because the people who do the jobs are men so if almost everyone who does those jobs are men and they happen to be dangerous jobs yeah the argument i think that they could have had me and the wife were saying this is that um Maybe men feel they're forced to do these jobs. Perhaps the education system is so is such that the men are not getting opportunities to do less dangerous jobs. Maybe maybe it's that, right? But I don't I don't know. Maybe the, maybe these are maybe these are jobs that women would would equally do. They would like they would take the chance as well to go get killed. Anyway, of course, 
this men's rights documentary was fucking wrong about everything. And, um, man, how quickly you can go down the rabbit hole. I'm reading one thing about idiot liberal ladies who are calling every man walking the planet a rapist. And I go straight from that to uh, a, a documentary where they're saying women have all the rights. Men are the ones persecuted. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, it feels like the world has gotten, gotten so divided. And it really has. I just heard a, a thing on the radio today saying uh, in 2017, the, it is the greatest gra- gap in, in wealth history. Something like 86%. Now my wife is saying, you're making up stats again. No, I believe it was 86% um, of all the new wealth created in 2017 went to the top 1%. Can you fucking believe that? And not one cent of it went to the bottom 50% of the poor. I think that I think that these stats work out mathematically. I'm not sure, but that's what the guy on the radio said. I'm quoting the radio, and um, and they said there are uh, more billionaires than ever before, and 90 percent of those billionaires are men. My wife is laughing her ass off right now. She's listening to this because she's like, he's making all that up, but I'm not. You can look that up. Those numbers, if they're not exactly right, they're very close because I heard that just a couple hours ago, and I, my brain is good enough. It's good enough to remember something that I heard like two hours ago. But I hate this fucking, this anecdotal shit, you know, where they just use one specific story. Like, I remember the first time I realized they were doing it was uh, with, um, what is her name? Sarah Palin. She was up there talking about Joe Sixpack. Oh, Joe Sixpack, you know what he wants to do is he wants to have a beer and watch his hockey or whatever the fuck she was saying. And she would say, I was talking to Joe the plumber or whatever it was. And everyone's like, yeah, that's a good point. Joe needs a job. Poor old Joe doesn't have a job. It's like, who gives a, like, it's one person. Don't go. And then they extrapolate it to say, like, everybody. And that's the thing. So this documentary, they're saying, like, you hear this story about the guy who should have had his kid. And it's heartbreaking. And then it's like, yeah, you're right. Fucking women. Oh, stupid women. Taking away all the children from all those hardworking family men. But it's just this one outlier story that and you're using it to pervert the facts. And that, and it's not like I don't get me wrong. It's not just the right wingers fucking because when Obama was doing the same thing, doing the doing the fucking speeches, trying to become the president, talking about and I was talking to a family and they were in Arkansas and they said, that's my I don't do an Obama. Sorry. Um, the people I was talking to the people and they said in Arkansas. And uh, just, just like, who gives a fuck about one person you ran into on the street? What are the numbers? How many people are dying from poverty and gun deaths and, and fucking fix some shit? You know? But whatever. I hate, I just, I just, I, I hate how politics has become opinion. News and politics are just opinions now. And it fucking drives me nuts. And all the social media is just this cycle of shit. Tim Cook. Hey, from Apple. He was here in Toronto today. He did a surprise visit, and I was fucking going to go to that Apple store because I wanted I wanted to get the Apple pen, you know, so that I can uh, do things on Photoshop on my iPad. My iPad Pro, which I love so much. I was going to go, and Tim Cook would have been there. He would have saw me and my son, and he would have said, Oh, would you like a free pen? Would you like a free Apple pencil? Because they're Apple pencils, right? That's what they're called. Would you like a brand new Mac computer? An iMac Pro? 
I would be like, thank you, Tim Cook. Thank you, you gay southern drawling sweetheart. Thank you. He wouldn't have done that. That's one of the reasons I don't care that I didn't go. If he was giving out free shit, oh, I'd be pissed. But he's no Oprah. An iMac for you and for you. A new day is on the horizon. So, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, well, Timmy Cook, what he said was uh, that he's not going to let his kids ever use social media. Man, this parking garage is hopping tonight. I've had to pause like 10 times because people just keep walking past. I still love this parking spot. And if you think about it, guys, remember the, the dickhead who was in my old spot, he showed up with his girlfriend to get something out of their car. Think about how awkward that would have been when they were just in the car rummaging through it and there's the guy with headphones on and a microphone and just, oh, see? So it's all worked out for the best, but there has been a shit ton of activity. Yeah, so Tim Cook has said that he's not going to let his children do social media. Uh, not and And then I was saying to my wife, because she told me, I was like, yeah, but isn't that one of the things that really helps the iPhone? But see, she said, the old wife, she said that um, Apple is taking a lot of flack right now because she read an article that said um, depression rates... Uh, amongst young people have skyrocketed with basically the introduction of the iPhone. Now, of course, that's a correlation. It's not necessarily because the iPhone was a product of it, of the time. Do you know what I mean? So that time period probably generated this type of behavior in people. The Internet had taken off. Devices like the iPhone were um, something that the public wanted. So that was probably going to happen anyway. So you can't really just pin it on the iPhone just because they did something well. And I'm not trying to defend Apple. I'm just saying that it's stupid to blame one specific source in an entire uh, movement of an industry, the entire explosion of the of the World Wide Web, where everybody is just hooked to their computer or their device or whatever. You know, it was happening. So, but because the pressure is on Apple, they are looking to. Um, try to find better ways to use the phones. You know, so what, what Tim Cook was there to do was it was a surprise visit because they have free coding classes for children, which is kind of cool, I think. Just the, I, now you could say you, you want, uh, it's, it's a way for Tim Cook to get underage workers in uh, North America. You know, if those kids develop apps, that helps him. Oh my God, it's child slave labor. I never even thought about that. You're not even paying them. They, they learn how to code for free quotations, and then they, uh, they fucking develop some app that makes a billion dollars, and, I, and, and Apple, of course, takes a big cut of that, so they make like $700 million off that kid's billion. And then so some 8-year-old that they taught how to code just fucking gave him a pile of money. Oh, my God, he's a genius. He's a diabolical genius. Jesus Christ. Right? But, I mean, if you don't want to be cynical about it, like I do, you could say that it's it's good for kids to learn how to make things and build things. And that's the thing. Like I was saying to Sarah, 
I am still excited about iPad Pros and phones and cameras and shit like that because when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was make stuff. Me and my buddies, we made home videos. We used his his dad's video camera with the old VHS tapes and we spliced it together, you know? And it was it was great and it was something that we all remember. We, we occasionally go back and watch our stupid videos we made. They were Christmas videos, a bunch of friggin' 13-year-old kids making it and it's hilarious, you know? It's creative and bonding. So, and I was saying to Sarah, you know, if if the kid, our kid, uses these devices properly, it's a way to come together. You know, you let's say he wants to shoot a movie, right? If he likes the shit I like, then he gets together with his friends, and and some of them are actors, and some of them are cameramen, and some of them do the editing, and so you have this network, this community of of people try working together to make a project, and then if they make the project, they can share it with the whole world and gra- grab an even larger community. You know, you, you things can be used for good, everybody. That's all I'm trying to say. But really, the reality is most of the time they're sitting there on fucking Twitter just scrolling through, seeing what every asshole has said in the last five seconds. And who gives a shit? So I don't know. Maybe he is trying to get child slave labor. Or maybe he's he's honestly trying to, you know. If it was Steve Jobs, like I I mean, as as much of a brilliant CEO as he is, uh, as he was Steve Jobs, I would never think... He was in anything for the right reason. Apparently, he didn't give a dime to charity. He had no. He didn't give a shit about anything. So Tim Cook, I mean, he at least at least he's putting up a good front that he cares about more than just profits. You know, and obviously he's trying to make profits. But what he, he seems to also be going, how can I make profits while not being such a dickhead? And maybe that's just another way for him to go. If people think I'm a good person and they think the company's doing better things, they'll buy even more of our shit. That's probably what he's thinking. People who become billionaires are not usually altruistic people. Although look at Bill Gates. Guys, if you think I'm some Apple fanboy, let me tell you something. I don't like anyone more than I like Bill Gates. Fucking Bill Gates. If, if I liked Microsoft, if their devices and shit, if I liked those more, I'd be happy about it because that's a good dude. He's fucking single-handedly trying to fix countries for fucks and doing it. You know? Let's see. Some good things can be done. Anyway, I'm running out of time here. I mean, I'm not really running out of time. I can talk as long as I want. doesn't matter. No one can stop me. You know? But I was I was going to talk about the other shit. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have started with what I was going to talk about. Because God knows I just meander and go fucking who knows where. Now I got to try to come back to my points. Okay, I was going to say, Nick the bodybuilder is Nerd the bodybuilder. Apparently he loves Star Wars. And he's got all these things to say about the new Star Wars. Which I didn't even watch. Didn't watch it because I am not a nerd. All right? I'm a man's man. And um, so Nick the bodybuilder, he's got stories he wants to tell. So I'm, I'm going to try to bring him on the podcast. I, I know I say that a lot. But I mean it. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. We're gonna. He got into a fight with a guy at the movie theater who, uh, at you know, he, he went to, like, a day early screening because his buddy gets tickets because Nick knows fucking everybody. So he got tickets to the early showing of the Star Wars, and, of course, everybody's dressed up in Star Wars gear. But then some dude shows up in a Spider-Man costume, and so Nick is like, hey, man, what's with the Spider-Man costume? You know, joking around, being friendly. Obviously, the guy, he's, he's, he's got to be, be some kind of cut-up. You know, and the guy's like, what's your fucking problem, man? And so he, I don't know, maybe, maybe Spider-Man was getting harassed by all the Star Wars nerds. Or like maybe, I said to Nick, 
Uh, what if he was special? Oh, and he just thought, oh, people are dressed up in costumes. I'll put on my costume. And it happens to be Spider-Man. And Nick was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I didn't get mad back. And then we just all, we all just felt bad. We all felt bad about the story. You know? <laughs> so, then Nick with story, stories just like that, guys. Coming on the podcast. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll, be, they'll be far better. Because he's, he's had time. He's had time to percolate. With these stories, they'll, they'll be ready to go. If we ever get them on. I don't know if we will. And the other thing I was going to mention is the uh, Rage Against the Machine. All right? My, my boy's obsessed with Rage Against the Machine. I'm not kidding. He wants to hear the music all the time. If we try to play other music, he goes, Menge, Menge, Menge. That's what he thinks Rage Against the Machine is called. I don't know why. He's, he's a baby. He, it, you know, he can't speak very well. So he just goes, Menge, Menge, until we play the thing. And I'll tell you what. Rage Against the Machine. If you're too young to know how good they are, go listen to them. They're the greatest fucking band. Jesus, they're so good. My own son has made me realize how good Rage Against He's No wonder he loves them. It's just so great. And this happened. Listen to this. In 2009, all right, Rage Against the Machine, they weren't together at the time, I don't think, but... Fear, Fear Factor, X Factor in the UK. Every time you won, uh, whoever won X Factor, got uh, they would always release a single close to Christmas, and it would be the number one selling single at Christmas time. A five years running X Factor winner always got the number one sig- uh, single. And then some guy in the UK got sick of it, got sick of the machine. Do you see where I'm going with this? And he started a Facebook group saying, let's all download uh, like Bulls on Parade, I don't know, one of the Rage Against the Machine songs. And um, everybody did it. And Simon Cowell went out uh, publicly and he was like, they're not going to win. We're going to win. We're going to rally our fans. And it became this very big public thing in the UK. Who's going to win Rage Against the Machine downloads versus uh, the, the, the X Factor guy downloads. And Rage Against the Machine got wind of this in Los Angeles uh, and they said, we will go to the U.K. and do a free concert where all the proceeds will go to the homeless in the U.K. What do you think of that if you guys win? And they fucking did it. They beat these goddamn X Factor reality show bullshits. And um, and then Rage went over and played a great concert and gave all the money. Now, a lot of cynical people say Simon Cowell still ends up winning because he got more sales than usual because of, of uh, the, the big hullabaloo about the thing. And also, Sony released the CD of uh, Rage Against the Machine, and Simon Cowell's company that releases their singles are a subsidiary of Sony. So they're saying Simon Cowell wins either way. But you know what, guys? Fucking, you know, some good came out of it anyway. People with taste, their shit got heard. They were like, we're sick of this fucking uh, this bullshit. And they... They got Rage Against the Machine as the number one. Like, the single hadn't been out for 18 years. And they got a fucking number one. And then all those homeless people got helped from Rage Against the Machine. God, those fucking guys. They're so great. Go back, listen to their entire catalog. Me and the baby, we do it every day. I'm a little worried about him. I'm a little worried he's going to be an aggressive young man due to all of the Rage Against the Machine he's been listening to. But, you know, guys, he's got to be his own man. You know what I mean? He's going to be listening to Rage Against the Machine. He's probably going to have sex with his 20-year-old hot French babysitter. This kid is living life. I'm going to live vicariously through him. I will I will update you after we interview the nannies. Um, 
as to uh, which one we're going to hire if we hire one at all. And I'm a little, uh, I just, I just don't need, I, I don't need it in my life, but I do need it. I need somebody to help take care of the boy. Maybe she can get him interested in sensible music, music that's not rage filled. But I got to say, I mean, I can't help it. I'm a little proud that he has such great taste in music. What he loves is blues and Rage Against the Machine. What, are you going to complain about that? You know? He doesn't want me to turn on fucking uh, Sharon Lois and Bram or Raffi. He's like, turn that shit off. Put on some Rage Against the Machine. We got to change the world, father. Like, you're goddamn right, son. I'm going to go upstairs now, uh, have a beer, post this podcast, and then try to edit out all the pauses I had to make for all the people showing up. Oh, the people. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'll check in with you again when I go to Ottawa. I'll be there in a couple days, and uh, I'll let you know how that's going. So take care of yourselves. Don't be dicks. Try to understand other people's point of view and go listen to some Rage Against the Machine. I said shut up and good night.